This is the Personal Finance Made Simple podcast, and here we believe everyone can take control of their money, where personal finance is not complicated, and you deserve to live without money stress. And we do that by keeping personal finance simple. I am your host and financial coach, Dan Roman. Thank you so much for tuning in once again to the podcast. I greatly appreciate your time and your support. If you haven't slowed down to share this podcast with anyone, please do that right now. Tag us on social media, text it to someone. Please share this podcast so we can build a community around personal finance, around education, and keeping it simple so that you can win with your money at all times. If you want to drop a question for me to answer on this podcast, visit my email address. You can find it in the details section of this podcast below. Email your question, provide as much information as you're comfortable sharing, and I would love to address your question on this next podcast. This podcast episode is going to be shorter than my last few, um, in part because this point is pretty direct and and I hope you you pick it up, but also to make up for um, taking longer on my previous podcast episodes, I want to give you guys a shorter shorter bit today because over the past several months, I've been on a crusade on fighting bad financial advice. And I wrote an article about financial content on social media and how it can hurt people. And I'll link it below if you want to read it. It's completely free. But here's the thing. You have to have filters on so you know what's good advice and what's bad advice. And um, I want to address now some bad advice that seems like it's good advice, but I want to tell you why it's bad. So the two things that really, um, the two messages that I've heard that really bother me is first and foremost, and probably the most important, you should stop renting and buy a house. And number two, don't buy coffee. (laughs) Now I'm going to address the first one. Um, Most people out there, most of the education out there on social media is going to tell you that it's terrible to rent because you're paying somebody else's mortgage. And if you don't buy a home, you won't be able to build wealth or you won't be able to build equity. And it's stupid for you to rent when you should be paying for, when you should be living in a home, paying for a mortgage is cheaper than your rent and all this bullshit. But here's the thing. If you want to rent or own, it's up to you. It's your life and your money. You get to decide. Running, uh, owning a home is not always cheaper or better than renting an apartment. A mortgage and everything associated with your home may not always be better than renting. Now, we know what the obvious things are with renting and owning. With renting, you don't have to worry about any of the maintenance or repairs or cleaning the yard or whatever the case is. And with owning, you have freedom and it's your property and you build equity and everything else. On average, when owning a home and paying for a mortgage, you start to earn equity somewhere between year 12 and year 17. So they're lying to you when they tell you 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 get to build equity. Equity is essentially what the property is worth minus what you owe on it. And if you're in the positive, meaning surplus, then you have equity. You don't start to build equity somewhere between year 12 and year 17. And there's a lot of hidden costs with owning a home. So owning a home isn't always better than renting. I know plenty of 
wealthy people who rent. I know plenty of wealthy people who own. But my advice to you is run the numbers on what it is it's going to cost for you to rent and buy and see how, how it compares. In general, your monthly expenses, like your mortgage or your rent payment, everything included, should not be any more than 25% of your take-home pay. If it is, you're going to be known as what's house broke or apartment broke, and you're going to struggle financially. You're going to struggle financially because your biggest expense, rent or mortgage, is taking more or most of your money away. And I see this working with people all the time. I saw this with myself several years ago when my my my, my then girlfriend turned fiance turned wife. Her me her and I had an apartment, and um, we had one income at the moment because my wife wasn't working. It was just me, and um, our our rent payment was forty three forty five percent of our take of my take home pay, which was a lot. However, when she started working, things stabilized because now there's two incomes instead of the one. But sometimes renting is better than buying a home. Renting allows you to save up for the home and be financially and emotionally prepared for buying a piece of property. Renting is easy and convenient. You don't have to cut the grass or shovel snow or pick up the leaves or fix a leaky pipe or leaky faucet or the AC unit just went out. Renting is actually a good thing for most people. Now, I know what you're thinking, but Dan, you could buy a condo and they'll they'll take care of the lawn and the snow. Yeah, but you'll still have all the maintenance inside of the unit plus Condos generally carry a lot of fees. Now, home ownership is great. If that is a goal for you and your family, I absolutely want you to pursue it. However, I want you to run the numbers. I want you to be smart about it. If you want to know what run the numbers is, send me an email. And me and you can have a free consultation where I can run the numbers for you on what it would look like. I won't get too nerdy on this podcast. But you'll be surprised to know that with all the hidden costs associated with owning a piece of property, it can actually run you more. So with mortgages, you'll have your principal payment back to the bank plus interest. You'll have uh, insurance on the property. You'll have taxes on the property. Okay. And then you'll have other costs associated, such as buying gas for the lawnmower or the snowblower. Maybe you need to buy a lawnmower or a snowblower. You might need to buy some mulch or gravel or topsoil or some hedge climbers, hedge trimmers. I'm sorry. There's plenty of hidden costs associated with buying a home. So running the numbers and having an idea on average of what it is it's going to cost you is good. Now, I will say that when it comes to owning a home, on average, the um, maintenance costs, I like to say, is about 1% of your purchase price, just to put it just to put it in simple terms. And then now I'll get, I will get nerdy. So if you buy a home that's $200,000 and you say 1%, then that's about $200 a month. $200 a month will go into maintenance overall. Renting, you don't have to worry about any of that. My wife and I rented for a really long time until we found the area we wanted to move in, until we found a house that we liked, until we found the price that we liked. We were patient. We took our time. And my advice to you, if you were to walk away with anything from today's episode, is to be patient. Interest rates are up. Prices are um, remaining steady 
in my market, there's a 17% drop um, from this time last year and to this year in prices. So take a look at your market. If you want me to take a look at your market to see how your market is performing, I can do that. I know how to do that. Send me an email and I would love to. Point number two is coffee. I love having this conversation with a bunch of people on social media or um, face-to-face when we talk in private because we see these posts all the time that, oh, you can save $2,700 a year if you stop buying coffee. Yeah, that works um, for some. It doesn't work for everyone. I like what um, Ramit Sethi says about money. Um, it's not my idea. It's 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 his kind of tagline. Um, stop making three dollar decisions, and start making thirty thousand dollar decisions. Not buying a three dollar latte is not going to be the difference maker on you getting out of debt or not, or you building wealth or not, or you buying the home you want or not. What will is when you start thinking about your personal finances and your decisions and how you behave in accordance to those decisions when you start asking $30,000 questions. That's a change in philosophy. That's a change in mindset. That's a change in perspective. And part of the problem is you're concerned about the wrong variables. I had a post recently on on social that I said, um, you know, a lot of you are concerned with 8% inflation and 6% mortgage rates, but you're not concerned with an 8% loan on your car or a 23.99% interest rate on your credit card. You're thinking backwards. And I like what, what Ramit is saying when it comes to your personal finances and how you make your decisions. Stop making $3 choices. Stop looking at your life for every $3 at a time. Start looking at your life in terms of every $30,000. A down payment on your home, buying a new car, taking vacations, investing into retirement, saving, giving some money away, enjoying some money away, protecting your money. These are, these are the things that separate the people who will actually build financial success, financial wealth, financial independence, financial freedom, and the people who won't. Because you're worried about the $3 that you're spending. You're not worried about the behaviors or the decisions you have to make in order to be in the in, in order to be in the space to think about a $30,000 decision. Do we buy this property or not? Do we start that business or not? Do we invest into this startup or not? Do we invest into this local small business? Do we go 50-50 on this local small business? Whatever it is that you want to achieve in your life, my challenge to you is what Ramit says. Start thinking in terms of $30,000 questions and not $3 questions, which is why I love sarcastically and hate realistically the conversation about stop buying coffee. I mean, you should stop buying coffee if you're spending several hundred dollars a month on it. But if you're an average once a day drinker, keep the coffee. It's not going to make or break your month. I guarantee you there are other things in your budget. There are other things in how you spend money. There are other triggers that motivate you to spend money that you don't even know you have that are more impactful to your personal finances and the, stat- and the status of it than a $3 coffee. Peace. 
Okay, episode is over. Please leave a review anywhere you listen to podcasts. The more you rate, the more you review. It's going to allow other people to see what we have going on, the community we're building, and the difference we're trying to make in personal finance. As a reminder, this podcast is no way a distribution of tax, legal, or investment advice. The Personal Finance Made Simple podcast is for general education purposes only. Any and all information I provide is strictly for that reason. I have I have, and will continue to provide an educated opinion. Lastly, I have not evaluated your financial snapshot, portfolio, or risk assessment. As a reminder, the status of your money is based on the decisions you make with it. So, why are you not taking your personal finances personal? <laughs>